I'm your host, Super Big Brian, and I am back. I mean, I wasn't really gone because we put the episodes out after we do them. But I mean, if you pay attention to the episodes, the last episode was late because I was sick. Because you, you can, went to a convention and got concrud like a yes. moron. It wasn't even, I mean, we wore masks the whole con. And <laughs> it doesn't I matter. still got COVID. Yeah. It was bad. Um. It actually wasn't too bad. I mean, I only had a fever and was down for one day, but I was sick for a week. Um, so, yeah, episode late. Patreon episode, pretty much on time. So, you know, <laughs> there's motivation to be a patron. Um, so, I am joined by um, uh, Kersey Smurferka. Hola. David. Hi, everybody. And... One of our guests who, no matter what we do to her, just keeps coming back. We love you, Holly. <laughs> She's a glutton for it. What can yeah. I say? Yes. Welcome <laughs> back to Nerd Podcast Radio. <laughs> for listeners who don't know you, please introduce yourself. Well, I am Holly Mack. I am one-fifth of the five-ish fangirls. And, oh, man, I've been I've known you guys for I don't know how many years now. Brian, I <laughs> met you through the... Supernatural Facebook chat groups. <laughs> oh yes, we have seen it's the best and the worst long, of each other. Strange trip, and I've been enjoying every minute of it. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you guys have me back on. <laughs> the Supernatural group when we used mm-hmm. to do those live watches, yes. and I have to say that was some of the weirdest and the strangest group of my time. I <laughs> it, I yep. was shell shocked, Brian. Well, yep. there were there were three men at the beginning, and then yep. over time, I became the only one. He was and, he is the last man standing in that group. It's a whole bunch of ladies. No, the only one body <laughs> yes. filtered anything. Nope. Women are the dirtiest human beings on the planet. <laughs> Nobody filtered anything. Now, in the past, nope. I have accidentally heard women conversations, and it's always horrifying. This was everyone knew I was there, and nobody cared. Nope. You made a decision to be there. Yeah. I, yeah, and there were times where I got really punchy because of it, and I would torture the entire group. And I mean, there there were some really really interesting exchanges. Oh, I yes. would. It, there was there was one period of time where so we would have like text chat during the episodes. We'd watch mm-hmm. the episodes live together, and people would share very graphic erotic artwork with each other. And anytime anyone did it. I would share a screenshot of Sam getting his fingernail peeled off. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Yep. And in the middle of the episode, you would just hear a whole bunch of people un- unmute their microphones and go, God damn it! <laughs> yep. How funny. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Yeah, I think I told this story on the podcast before um, about when I read Chuck Palahniuk's Guts yes. to yes. the entire group. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Quite a few of us tapped out early. Oh, yeah. It was like, it was like, um, oh, what's the guy's name? The guy that did um, Mighty Mouse and um, the guy that Jim Carrey played him in the movie. I can't think of his name. Oh, um, he was on uh, SNL in and Taxi. Taxi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Andy Kaufman? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman. He was always one of my favorites, and he would do a show that was so bad that he would generally left, be left with one person in the audience who would clap at the end. And that's what I did. I felt so good about myself that I had one person that was into what I did. But I, I love it when I was about halfway through the book, I just heard someone say, God damn it, I'm out, and then just clicked out of the listen. It was a marathon, it was a marathon 24-hour book reading. And mm-hmm. people were supposed to be sitting in there listening to as many as they possibly could, and I managed to clear out the room. <laughs> well, it's Chuck Polinick, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't my words. Yeah. I did make the choice to read them. And I'll do it again. I I mean, hell, if we ever get like, I don't know, $500 a month in patrons, I'll read it live on a stream. Cool. I will not I'll, be watching that. I, I will do that. <laughs> I, I, I'll like do to, it on video. You'll be able to see me read it. See, I like to sleep at night, so I'm not going to watch that. Thanks. I mean, hell, every, every new $5 patron we get, I'll read like a paragraph from the book <laughs> on... On the why Patreon are you gonna cha- why are you gonna tr- chase away our Patreon support? Now, 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 David, it's not a horror story. It's just gross. Yeah. I mean, no, I thank think you. you can handle gross. No, no, thank you. What's it, really be- funny is I just told two of the girls that I work with. Well, I told everybody I work with, but two of the girls that I work with about this podcast and specifically about the stuff we talk about literally Thursday. And they were like, oh, my God, do you have a Patreon? I was like, yeah, it's like five bucks a month or something like that. And then you get to watch the video and stuff. Oh and they were God. like, that sounds great. We're going to sign up. Uh, well, awesome. But oh, oh, I don't know if they really are, but that's what they said. And I was like, and then Brian's like, I'll read some of that if we get new Patreon members. I'm kind of like, don't do it. No, 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 no. Take order, no. How about if you now I really no. want to? How about, how about you subscribe to Patreon and he doesn't do it? Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, for for every I, I will write down all my great ideas, and for every five dollar patron, I'll cross one of them out. <laughs> uh, so that's a goal. So we had a topic plan for today. We were going to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, immortality and fiction but we since since this specific group ended up being the group that's on we're just fucking off that topic and talking about the dresden files because that's what this group is really good at doing mm-hmm. uh, holly david eric and i we're all into them so this is gonna be one of those episodes for the people who haven't read them back away now <laughs> or 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 listen to it i don't care what you do well, i mean don't warn us if you get spoiled yeah, yeah we're <laughs> spoiling the whole thing we've Polka done this never before die. we yeah. don't do dresden files episodes a crap ton but nope. we do try to do them on occasion i think this is mm-hmm. the third one i think so and, i think and, so you know and we are going to do things where we like 
not just go into the books in detail. We're going to like talk about the influence and how role-playing games are affected and, and the magic system and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It will be all over the place. It's not just going to be plot synopsis for each book. But <laughs> first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. All right, so plot synopsis for Stormfront. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. That was too easy. As our guest, you get to go first, Holly. What's been nerdy with you? Um, what's been nerdy with me for the last couple of weeks is I just wrapped up a semi-little guest stint on a Doctor Who podcast where I talked three Doctor Who stories. I talked um, a seventh Doctor and Ace episode, uh, Happiness Patrol. Then we did eighth an eighth Doctor Big Finish audio, Human Resources. And then just this past Wednesday, I finished up my run with the ninth doctor and boomtown so that was Those all really good episodes yes so it was really fun oh that's awesome yes that's awesome what were some highlights um some highlights was picking quotes and then doing our rating system <laughs> and it's out of 10 and then we try to pick something that kind of fit with the episode and the two co-hosts, Charles and Jesse, I've known them for a while. I've listened to their podcast, Next Stop Everywhere, and they invited me on. And <laughs> it's been it's fun to find a group to talk older who and new who and just have a blast. Awesome. Yep. And besides that, catching up on some reading, but the big highlight was the Doctor Who stuff. <laughs> That's really cool. I did not meet Sylvester McCoy at Rose City Comic Con. Aww. I was walking around with Heather, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to... My Basically, my, my thing was, we're not going to go see any celebrities that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. want to... Yeah. Um, but um, he was there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, who are we on to? David. David, ah, yeah. Well, um, what's been nerdy with me is I started playing um, Wrath of the Lich King Classic on... Uh, world of warcraft they started re they basically re-released the classic editions of the old uh the old expansions for people to replay yeah what is that, vanilla? it has been like yeah it started with vanilla they just they're finishing up burning crusade down uh larath the lich king starts next week so nice. i've been leveling up uh a couple of characters to play Wrath of the Lich King with some of my friends from my original guild from back when I first started playing WoW like 15 years ago. It's funny when I first started playing WoW. Playing is Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah, me too. I I played through Burning Crusade and stopped playing around Wrath of the Lich King. uh, Classic has come out and it's not expensive and if you want to play I'm on the server called Pagel Alliance side. No, I I stopped playing um, because it was a drain on my life existence, but it was fair. This is fair. (laughs) Yeah, Eric and I had very similar experiences with WoW. I did did start playing again a little bit during the pandemic, but I I, I was okay. I I okay. I played for a little bit, and then I was like, I'm bored. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is for those people that want to play the original content of those times that never got to or want to do it for the nostalgia because it doesn't have any of the convenience add-ons. It doesn't have... 
it's all been changed by further expansions. The later expansions have all built upon and changed the world as a whole that the other ones were joined into. So when they started with classic, they started over again and it was the game as it was in vanilla. Then they added on burning crusade. Now they're adding on Lich King and they'll probably start again at the end. Probably it's the way that they're going to continue. And it's called classic and it, it doesn't have any of the amenities. It doesn't have any of the, uh, comfort add-ins it doesn't have any of the ui changes it's hardcore as it was originally <laughs> right we're old yeah yeah i'm playing it's it for nostalgia's sake i remember when blizzard was advertising when wow was coming out and mm. i looked at the stuff of the game and went who the fuck would want to play that i literally 20 thought that 20 some million people for a long time yeah <laughs> used to I be the most popular game in the world. Used to be, yeah. It's it's down yeah. quite a bit now, but when when uh, I started playing, it was because my dad got invited to a beta, and then he invited me, and then we invited other people. Nice. And we played. We played beta. <laughs> I made I made friends with people in college that played, and they got me to play, and I joined their server, and it was all part of the roommate situation I was in, and we had a lot of fun, and they're the guys that I made a guild with on Piggle, on the, the new one, so. Yeah, but what year was that? 2006. Oh, okay, so about the time <laughs> we stopped. <laughs> yeah, I think I was playing, yeah, because I started playing, like, right after Erica did. Yeah. yeah, you did. I started I, like I started like in yeah, 2006. That was what 16 years ago. And I played a warrior that looked exactly like Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, brother! I had a hunter surprise. Um, I'm leveling a shaman and a death knight because well, death knight's always been my main class, but I'm a I'm leveling a shaman because I haven't yet. It's like the one of the classes I haven't ever really played. Have you always pretty much main toward? Uh, oh, I have. I'm actually playing Alliance this time. Uh, Pagel's an Alliance server mostly. So, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, my mains on retail are all Horde. So, Erica, what's been nerdy with you? Um, I don't know. This like takes effort, and I've already had two beers. Oh, it's uh, one of those kind of nights. What's been okay. nerdy with the doctor then? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my um. Volun- did some volunteer work this week. That was nice. fun for St. Vincent de Paul's. So um, I just finished a book. There we go. I just nice. finished Mexican Gothic. Okay. It was really, really good. It was a slow start. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. The protagonist does not start out as somebody you would like, um, but it does. it does have a really nice surprise in there, which was really cool. So I'm hopefully I like it. So if you like uh, scary books, ghost stories, you don't know what's going on, creepy gothic houses, definitely pick it up. Is it one whole novel or is it an anthology? No, it's just a novel, a book. Cool. Yeah. Mexican gothic. Hmm. It's really good. So uh, Brian, what's nerdy with you? I know that was like the most boring what's nerdy with so, you, but <laughs> I, I'm... Like I said, two beers in, I can't think of anything clever. So, Brian. Oh, fun. The that first thing I'm going to share will not count because I used it, but I need to share it because Erica's here. Um, so I was just talking with my mom about what she's reading, and she goes, um, like, it's really good. I really, really like it. It's called, like, the, the Wizard Rule or something like that. She's, really? She's multiple books in to Sort of Truth. 
I oh. told you I wished Erica was here when I told you guys. <laughs> All right. I'm like, wow, and this is all because of Dresden Files. I mean, Mom never would have considered fantasy. She's she's loving it. She thinks it's great. I know. It just gets better, too. It's really good. Nice. One of these days, I'll read it. One of these days. <laughs> no, one of these days, you'll listen to it if someone else reads it to you. Which is just as good as reading. Says you. Yeah. I, I find what you're saying offensive to people who have trouble with reading because of learning disabilities or or vision problems. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is your right, and I will defend to the death your right to have that opinion. Um, what? I'm not seriously offended. I couldn't possibly be. I mean, <laughs> we make jokes about felching on this show, so, I mean, how could I be offended? Um, I am going to, uh so um uh, rose city comic-con um i met a tiktoker i really like named panda red did i share that last week or did no. i had I, no because i hadn't been to the con yet oh you had you just hadn't been the second day oh yeah because it was a saturday yeah yeah i met a tiktoker named panda red who does um batman skits on tiktok and i saw him and had to double check on um on on google to make sure i had the name right hmm. because i needed to ask if it was him because i didn't know if it was him or someone cosplaying as him because that <laughs> happens but as soon as he talked i was like oh yep you're him nice <laughs> nice yeah there were other people trying to meet him there and i didn't even know he was there and i ran into him so brian luck the thing that doesn't exist right oh right there i if you want to hear a Brian Luck story, listen to the last episode. Cause I, oh, yeah. I told oh, my God. What happened after oh, Comic-Con. Oh, my God. The last episode? Yeah, I'll tell yeah, he you. Put it, he put it up a couple days ago because he was sick and missed missed, mm-hmm. missed it by a week. Yeah, I'll um I'll tell you the story after we record. I just don't want to tell it to listeners again. Yeah. Um, the last episode, I heard the story. Oh, the karaoke story? Yes. Were you there? I was on the Brian. I was on the last episode. I heard the story. Yeah. Oh shit! Yes, yeah, she was. Oh, were you? Oh, oh my god. god! You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I had been to a con. I have a really good excuse for. It has been a long ass week. Okay. I'm it sure. Yeah, it has. It <laughs> has. I mean, David. David's in brain melting heat country. So, I mean, he has that excuse, and I had just been to a con that day, the day before, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I went yeah, back and I bought the Minecraft poster, by the way, the one I mentioned in the episode. Oh, nice. I went oh, back nice. and bought it. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's in the other room. I tried to take a picture of it to show everybody, but it's in a glare spot. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. See, Holly listens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yes. just teasing. I swear to God, I'm just teasing. <laughs> No, I do listen. I take advantage of the early episode release. You know, when we don't have video, it it's easier to mess with Erica because you can't get the look. But when we do have video, you get that that look. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know how she developed that look? She having children? It's because she's short. Hey now. <laughs> I would know. I don't have that problem. Oh. Hey, I'm wrong with being short. Erica <laughs> has had that look long before she had kids. 
Yeah, I might be tiny, but I can scare a grown man with a look. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never been classified as small. I've been big my whole life. So, <laughs> so the four of us assured of dirty things, which means we have to vote using the Patton and Mike Myler system. So, Holly, you have five widgets. Who do you give them to, and why? Well, I give one to everybody, and then another one to David. Yay! Ah, uh, I'm her favorite. <laughs> David. <laughs> I'm surprised you've never said that before. That was good. She obviously is your favorite because you've never oh made. My God. <laughs> you've never made that joke. <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna give uh, two to Erica because, because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, it. I get it, I get it. And I then it. I'm going to give two to Holly and one to Brian. Erica, I, I'm gonna give all my widgets to David because I can. Hey, hey, that works. Thank you, Erica. And then I'm gonna give all my widgets to Holly. That's oh, tie. All right, sweet. <laughs> okay. Hey. No, it's not. Yeah, Holly won by one. Eight, seven, three, two. Well, you'll get you'll get yet more widgets to add to your collection, Holly. Oh yay, good. You know what kind are they this time? That's a good question. I'd have to look. We should totally make like a nerd podcast radio ARG where we use the um the numbers of the widgets in order to create some kind of Caesar cipher. That would be cool. That would be cool. Listeners, if you didn't hear that part, it means I edited it out because I'm actually doing it. If you do hear it, it means I'm not. <laughs> that is way too much work for my brain on a Friday evening, Brian. So now the question becomes of how lazy are you when you're editing this and whether you want to actually do this as an idea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you you really think you've played Pathfinder with me before. Would I make a Caesar cipher? I hate riddles with a passion. <laughs> I I I I will say though that um Holly, you have one, so as you know, um instead of mailing the widgets this time, the widgets will be sent um the widgets will be sent through the sewage system. So one day oh, joy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that Pathfinder made it back. He did find the way, and we sent mm-hmm. a mapping crew in. We haven't heard back yet though. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Just close them off when you get them. It'll be fun. Oh, don't do that. They're like gremlins. They're encapsulated right now. Great. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, on the plus side, the sewage system cleanses the radiation just fine. Oh, my God. True. (laughs) So, Dresden Files... Yes. I I do I do want to tell David. So David, I I singled out David right at the beginning of the episode and said, "I have stuff to do. Finish the outline." Um, the look and, on I, his and, face. I, and I and I immediately panicked and went, "Uh, uh, uh okay." Uh, so uh, I would like I started... you to scroll down to the topic part of the outline and take a look. Uh, where is it? Uh, topic discussion. Something that we all want to talk about. Either Dresden or immortality. Something. And then bonus. And then the suggested questions. Uh, what interests you about the topic? What is the topic as far as you? How? What is your introduction to the topic? Oh yeah. Gotta love it. Oh yeah. It's called generic. I didn't get that far. I didn't get that far. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I added those while you were talking to Holly. I saw that you weren't going to finish, so I threw them in. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. So it counts. We have it. We had an outline, damn it. Bare bones, but it works. It's, hey, does a job. So, so Holly, why are yes. why do you like the Dresden Files? I mean, what? Why? How? Oh, when? why? Explain. When? Um, I think I. Let's see. I vaguely remember picking up book one, putting it on my to be read pile, kind of forgetting about it. Then on the back of the science fiction magazine, I see an ad for. Hey, James Marsters is doing the audiobook of Stormfront. Check it out. I'm like, this was still, I think, when Buffy was in its run. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Picked up the audio CD, fell in love, and then just kept going. Just the storytelling, the use of magic, the sense of humor. I mean, come on, a talking skeleton. How many Bob? books were out when you started? I think. Two, oh wow, three. Oh wow, yeah. oh that's cool. Yep. Now, so I wasn't too far into the run, which is nice. Now I'm realizing that I asked Holly that question without telling the listeners anything about the Dresden Files. So I'm going to ask David his question, if that's okay with Holly. That's fine. Go for it, David. If you have to do an elevator pitch on what the Dresden Files is, what would that be? Well. The Dresden Files is a set of books set in a uni- set in uh, modern day Chicago and the surrounding areas. However, there is a CD underworld underneath the CD underworld of Chicago in which magic and things David. of that nature David. exist. What? PDLDR. Yeah, it's called an elevator pitch. It sounded I- good to me. Yeah, it sounded good to me. <laughs> It's too long. It's an urban wizard fucking shit up in Chicago. <laughs> that works too. Okay. 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 And and right. okay. No, no, we have our episode. We have an opportunity for some content here. So David and Erica duke it out. <laughs> no, I, I like, like David's description just fine. I know, but it you can tell it wasn't it's too long. No, as as a salesperson for twenty years, an elevator pitch requires three things. That's a, it. As a D and D GM for the last twenty two years, that was the box text in a adventure path about the area you're going into. But that's not an elevator pitch. That's I am perfectly okay with an elevator pitch when you're going to the top of the Empire State Building. Exactly. That's fine with me. I know it's supposed to be twenty <laughs> seconds long, but. This is a podcast, and we have to create content. I just have to use the word. And this book series is of what, as of now, it was like seventeen and a half books long. So the elevator pitch is going to be just a little bit longer. Quite fair. That was short. I I could have gone a lot, a lot more into that if I wanted to. In Chicago. That's all. Now, 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 at the same time, I want to say, Erica, your description was great too, and I was going to ask you to do it after David, and. I think it was fantastic. I mean, I would have said it's a private detective story, but it happens to be a wizard. That's what I tell people. Yeah, that works, too. I don't mention Chicago. I don't mention anything. I just say it's a private detective story. There's a wizard. David's was good. Yours was good. Holly, what would you do? What would you say? Um, Let's see. A wizard named Harry and not the Harry that you're thinking of. Modern day United States. <laughs> 
chaos ensues. Yeah, Harry Potter for adults is what I've heard before, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've okay. also heard Name of the Wind described that exact same way. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, David. So- David. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that was one of the best pieces of content we've had in a very long time. <laughs> Erica going, David, just 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 David, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here going, that's a really good description, David. That sounds great, David. Eric, no, no, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm in marketing, damn it. And he was doing it wrong. I said TLDR. That's what I said. Uh, that's why I'm in manufacturing. I don't deal with people. I build things. David, you are an experienced podcaster, and I am proud to have you on this show. You're fantastic. Erica, you're my sister, and I love you, and you're short. <laughs> yeah. and I'm also on this show mostly because when they started this I would just pick up the phone I would listen to the episode pick up the phone call Brian and go no you were wrong <laughs> yeah, that, that actually is 100% true that was why she was recruited also I believe it um, actually the, the primary reason was I would mention to her that we needed to do something to move forward on something on the show, and then she would do it for us. So nice. I was like, you should join us, because somebody who does things is a good person to have around. I, I And, and that was the exact well. same like recruiting idea for David, too, because David would come on and be a guest, and then he would be like, hey, I have an idea for an episode. And it would be like, okay, you're not just a guest. You're someone who does things. Would you like to be a host on the show? <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. I mean, Holly follows that criteria too, but she has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Um, I Okay, so we have a wizard. There's a cast of characters. I have to say, okay, so let's go around the table with Things that make Dresden Files just a little bit different and interesting, starting with Holly. Mm, different and interesting. Just the fact that how well they can keep the use of magic under wraps in present day and not have to do the X-Files Men in Black type route, but still tell a good tale and high stakes and just the character relationships as things go on. Because, I mean, I would thought there would have been so many times where Harry would have just, all right, enough, I'm done, I'm out. They <laughs> kind of take going. the Doctor Who and Buffy route where people just rationalize everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, would happen a bit. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but now we're starting to discover that the government is actively covering shit up. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously they had to be. I mean, it was too much of a leap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, at first, before we didn't know, it was just like, okay, this is who's covering up the stuff. What about you, David? What's different about it? The way that he crafts the stories in where stuff that happens in other books earlier on in his series have consequences and stuff that shows up later. And I love when when there's callbacks and things like that, because it shows that he actually, you know, had some thought in the, the continuity of where all this was going. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very well-crafted story. And it's one that is a lot of, uh, you can just tell that there's a lot of work that goes into his world building and everything. I, the, uh, that atten- that kind of attention to detail just makes it mm-hmm. so much more enjoyable for me. The characters grow up and develop, including Harry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a storyline we think was already wrapped up and solved with a bowl mm-hmm. happens to come back three books later. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a Dresden Files theory that I wanted to share with you all, and I, I, I think you're all going to agree with me. Okay, go but for it. I think... Jim Butcher hit a joke in the series. And the joke is Toot Toot is getting bigger. And I think that the joke is that he's experiencing character growth. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) I mean, Jim Butcher is a writing nerd. So I think that's no, that, what's that, happening. It, that wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's intentional. Because he was like this big at the beginning, and now he's I like remember, the size yeah. of a chicken. <laughs> yeah, I remember he had a little box cutter blade. He had a little exacto yeah. blade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's wielding like an entire scissors half, and it's just like, holy <laughs> crap, kid! You you're a Kendall suddenly. What the hell? <laughs> Have you been in his last the miracle a- group? Whereas in his last appearance, he said that he's so upset about how big he's getting, and he's, like, putting weights on his shoulders to keep himself from getting bigger, but it's just <laughs> making him get stronger. <laughs> FYI, Tutu does make an appearance in the law. Okay. Nice. Yeah, we all haven't done the law yet. I need to do that. Um, I, I understand there's another short story with Tutu and the cat that I haven't checked out yet either. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I listened to the law. Where, where was Tutu in the law? He was with the pizza, or was, or am I thinking the, because or is that the one I could be getting that confused? Because, because the law deals with a court case, yeah, that here he has to help out with. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, two toot and the cat was in the, book, one, yeah, the mini story before it. I got yeah. him confused. Okay, you threw me off for a second. I was like, did I miss a chapter? Like, <laughs> no, no, sorry, it's it's been a weekend storylines cross paths and blended (laughs) all the time for me because because of exactly what david was talking about like you have callbacks to other Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. hard to keep like what happened first like (laughs) it can be a challenge sometimes yes so what about you erica what's different about it that makes it such a special thing for you uh two things first one flip them bick them the way (laughs) magic works in the world is awesome it's not just like no like there's there's components there's pieces that has thought it has intention a lot of magic in different worlds don't have those things and it's very grounded and stuff like putting a potion in an old gatorade bottle like i Mm -hmm. think that's amazing detail oh yeah Um, for me um the other part is he gets the fuck beat out of him constantly constantly man's like a rolex (laughs) yeah he's not like some super i don't know navy seal marine better you know like um what was that futuristic one with like the people discs in the neck and what was that if chris was here he would tell me like your soul, like you can't die because like your soul's in a disc and it just gets popped into another clone. Altered carbon. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Carbon. I'm so bad with names. 
So yeah, so altered carbon. It's not like altered carbon where he's like some super badass. No, Harry gets the shit kicked out of him constantly. Oh yeah, and that's just very relatable. Like, who doesn't have a week? Like, I know my week has been this way where I just feel like I did get the shit kicked out of me all week, and now it's like, huh? You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I just like I like that idea of realism, like the idea that you know wizards have an electromagnetic field that fucks shit up around them and, <laughs> and you know like you know that really grounded magic kind of like you know flip them pick them like it just makes sense kind of thing um so those are my two things I, I love those two pieces for me it's it's very grounded and i love that mm-hmm. brian what about you there's a lot of reasons but the one that primarily sticks out is a minor character will show up in one book, and then four books later, that character will show up again. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever forgotten. Yeah. If the character has a name, it's coming back. At some and point, yeah. Still, uh-huh. uh, but I, and the biggest example of that, and I, I learned this through multiple rereads and re-listens, because I've reread several times, I've re-listened several times. In the second book, Full Moon, there is a ambulance driver. Hmm? In the most recent book, Battleground, that dude shows up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I went, holy fuck, that's a callback. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. He shows up again, too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's... That's awesome. Jim has admitted that he has... He's outlined things out, but he doesn't stick to it perfectly. He changes things, like... Mm-hmm. Butters was not a planned character because a publishing company told him he had to flip the order of some books around. So he put Butters in the first book, the second book Butters, he put Butters in the first book Butters was in because he needed a character that was a mortician. And then he had another book that Butters wasn't supposed to be in. And that book got flipped in order and he went, Butters will work good for that. Butters was never supposed to be a returning character. Huh. Oh man! And That's over, interesting. And Butters is one of the most favorite characters of the oh, yes. show. Oh yes. And Butters is based on the mortician in the movie. Um, oh, Christopher Walken, The Prophecy. I also heard that Weird Al Yankovic was a big uh, inspiration. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, well, surprise me. <laughs> oh, tangent! I can't wait for the Daniel Radcliffe Weird Al movie to oh, come out. I, know. I yeah. have so to good. see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and for people who don't know, Avatar is in theaters right now. If you haven't seen Avatar in, like, 3D or whatever, it's really worth doing. Um, I have to say, I mean, the movie... Wait, you're talking about the blue one? The, the, the yeah, blue yeah. One? Oh, okay. Avatar didn't make a big impact on pop culture, because it's kind of a generic movie. But it it's a spectacular movie to see in 3D IMAX. Kind of a generic movie. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a spectacular movie to see in 3D IMAX. It's a experience. It's like a roller coaster ride type of experience. Yeah, kind of a generic. But I wow, will admit. Okay. But I I I think Avatar's good. I've seen it on Blu-ray. I like it. But it's not memorable. It's just really good. Just for some reason, doesn't really stick in the zeitgeist. It's ridiculous. Been done. It was called Dances with Wolves. It was also it called Fern Gully. It was called Fern Gully Pocahontas. <laughs> and and the and the Smurfs mixed together. 
I liked. I thought there was some cool world building, but I, I have they to say, they named the ore unobtainium, which is a writing term like MacGuffin. They might as well have called it MacGuffin, which was really funny that they chose that because they might as well have called it MacGuffin because unobtainium was already considered a trope before they threw it in the movie. I, which just, yeah, okay. I don't know, there's some pretty stupid stuff about Star Wars, too. I, I think it was perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't think it was a masterpiece, but I think it was perfectly fine. Okay. Like, I, I saw it. It was all right. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to pay money to see it again. Yeah, I saw it. It was okay. I'm good. Yeah. I have to say, though, with my experience seeing it in 3D in the theater, I kind of want to see it in 3D in the theater again, because that scene where they're tra they're they're bonding with the flying things why would you encourage them to keep doing this stop giving things money they're doing it as a marketing they're doing it as marketing for the second movie that's coming out soon why are you encouraging this as a good thing stop giving stuff like this money why would i it's a good movie it's not awful i never said it was <laughs> yeah is not the definition of good it's the definition of mediocre yeah. yeah but that's fine what's wrong with a mediocre fun movie i mean they might as well have not made independence day being that it was crap <laughs> but people love it i like independence day because i think it's funny i had independence day ruined for me because i read the book first Oh, they released the novelization based mm -hmm. on an earlier draft of the script and yeah. there is a scene in that yep. book that's one of the most amazing things in the world and it's not in the movie and it was very disappointing <laughs> now they did in the book they did something really smart they did not let randy quaid's character fly a plane no they didn't because he's a drunk and mm -hmm. they wouldn't let him so in the book he steals a he steals a biplane and straps a nuke to the wings mm -hmm. and flies oh that God. into the ship. I, the memory serves, I think they actually filmed that scene and it's a deleted scene on one of the special editions. Oh wow. Oh if memory God. serves, I think I very I think I vaguely remember watching that deleted scene with my dad and we we're both like, they should have left that in yeah, it instead of it, the Can I'm you imagine back. how good me? that would have been? I mean, mm -hmm. it's I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, he just shows up like they don't like show him stealing the plane. He no. just shows up when they need him. Mm -hmm. Is it his freaking, red? Is it his red? Plane? It's his plane from the beginning yeah. of the movie. Well, yeah. He didn't steal anything. Yeah. It's his well, plane. no, they had they had they had commandeered it because oh, he was a drunk. Okay. Yeah. So because they had commandeered all planes because they might needed to use them, you know, because <laughs> of aliens. But no, mm -hmm. they wouldn't let him fly because they're not just going to let anybody fly. Well, I mean... But it was streamlined a little bit release. in the movie. Yeah. I just learned something about Independence Day. Sorry to get off topic, but... You know when Will Smith shows up at Area 51 and screams, What's that smell? Well, that, well, okay, yeah. I always thought he was talking about the alien, but apparently it was just Will Smith saying that because he didn't know that the, dead, that the salt flats smell like brine shrimp. Yeah. And they, really? they kept it in the movie. Yeah, it was a lot of that was ad libbed. Yeah. A lot of that whole rant was the whole barbecue thing was ad libbed. <laughs> or so I remember. That kind of barbecue. That kind of humor from a movie like that does remind me of stuff like the Dresden Files. Dresden Files is irrelevant. Ir irrelevant? Ir 
what word am I trying for here? Irreverent? Irreverent. Irreverent, yeah. There we go. The 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 water I'm drinking is making me slur. Sure, that's it. Mm-hmm. Because it's the, water. The water. <laughs> I don't know what the next question is. I'm sorry, I'm really sleepy. There there hasn't been one yet. Would you like to create one? Uh no. I want to, I just want to answer one. Oh. What about you? <laughs> Does anybody want to ask one other than me? Go ahead. Okay. Something about the Dresden Files. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You're helpful. Thanks, Brian. Um, oh, I, well, why don't we go back to the basics? So when we can't think of a question, what do we do? We go favorite character. Erica, favorite character. Uh, I don't have one. I like to say I do, but I don't. There's too many good characters. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is my absolute favorite. I mean, there are so many, like, reoccurring characters. That I mean, there's some that I really like, like Charity. I really love Charity. As a mom, I relate to Charity a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What about her? Just her no nonsense. You know, do anything for her husband, for her kids. Like I mean, she's a warrior unto herself. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. She's she has a past. She was almost killed. She was almost yeah. sacrificed to a dragon and. Mm-hmm. Michael Savior. I'd love to read that story. I want right. to read. Yes. I want to read how they met. We do not know oh, how yes. Harry and Michael met. No, there is no, no story. I don't. I don't know that we ever will. Honestly. Yeah, but I mean, she's just an amazing pillar, just like a pillar of of that world for her family. So I mean, I, I like. Charity she's also way more powerful than any of us have ever seen. And oh, I doubt yeah. we'll ever actually see her at her most badass. No. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Then, of course, there's like <sighs> Butters. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't love Butters, right? He's just horrible. Yeah. I mean, he comes into his own. He's a Jedi Bob. now. Bob is the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know what could have been like a throwaway character. He's just a skull that gives Harry the answers he needs. And he's like his own personal magical Google, right? Mm-hmm. Like it could have ended there, but it didn't. You know, he, you know, Harry had to make him forget all the evil stuff he knew at one point. You know, had to command yeah. him to do it. And, you know, like he has his own thing, his you know, sexual quirks, if you will. <laughs> you know, him running in- off in the first book to that sorority house. Oh man, oh, right? great. Like, I mean, I mean, now he's got Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's no stopping him. No, stopping him. And you know, I mean, that's just it. Could have easily just been like a throwaway character, but even his pets have personalities and oh, yeah. certain things. From Mister, or you know, it, mouse, or mouse, mouse, right? Or mouse, mouse, the absolute goodest of boys, <laughs> right? So I mean, there's just I I don't have one because they all fill like this a hole in the story. I mean, to be mm-hmm. honest, each and every one of the characters are so very different. None of them are cookie cutter in any way, shape, or form. And it's just very, it's just so well thought out. I mean, for somebody who essentially wrote the first book on a bet with their teacher that the formula for writing that he was given was complete shit, 
I would say he's done pretty well. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I do love that uh, that anecdote about why he wrote the Codex Alara. It was what? one of those same. It, it was one of those same bets. He was given two writing prompts and told to make a story out of it, and someone picked ancient Rome and Pokemon. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I wow. love the Codex from my I told you that story. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, yeah. That's the that's great. I love it. Did you tell me that story, Brian? Yeah, Brian told me that. I I could find it on YouTube probably. I'll write it down because I've heard him say it. I haven't just read yeah, it. I think he told that at a con or something. Oh, I think okay. it was a reading at a bookstore of all things. I he he does Q and A's all over the place. Um, what's the name of this? Uh, Caldera. Yeah. Um. Or Codex Alera. Yeah, Codex, Codex Alera. Alera. Yeah, and he said he actually did one better because it doesn't just merge Lost Roman Legion and um, Lost Roman Legion and Pokemon. It also mixes it with um, StarCraft. Oh, yeah, with the Zerg. Yeah, because they're, he, yeah, the he is straight totally up said Zerg. they're a copy of him. 100% they're, totally Zerg. Yeah, and he's even said that if he writes a sequel, it would probably be the Protoss. <laughs> I love it. I love that he he also used the Anita Blake series as a jumping off point to create Dresden too. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's. I'm yeah. not familiar with the Anita Blake series. Well, it's like the Dresden oh, Files, but there's a smut. lot more it's, uh, it's a, a lot more smut. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All of it. Well, yeah. the first nine books. I mean, there's some, but after it hit book 10 on then we get there yeah it and, went like straight up right and now with the past couple of releases she's kind of gone back a bit to the original format there is still some smut but it's been toned down a little bit i had I've, to start reading it at one point because i was like this I is mean, too much smut well, i have to I, say i am not I anti-smut don't get me wrong i enjoy some trashy trashy I have read so much urban fantasy that I'm like, wow, this is really good. Wow, everyone's fucking each other. <laughs> it goes so fast. It really does. Yeah. I was yeah. reading this thing about... I, I don't remember what it was called, but I was reading this thing about vampires that had been in hibernation for a really long time and came back. And it was... The first book was really good. It was like every single character introduced was some reimagining of some classic horror monster. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Second book, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> fucking each other from page one. <laughs> oh, I was boy. like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those. It was one of those. <laughs> and, but that happens when you read urban fantasy. It's like, you'll be like, oh, I really like this one. Sex. <laughs> every, and it just catches you completely off guard. Serpentine kind of goes back to the quasi-basics and Edward returns mm. in Serpentine for Anita Blake. Because I kind of, the past few books before Serpentine, I kind of just skimmed and I'm going to go back and do a reread. Yeah. I don't know. But, the Blake series was good, but I actually really enjoy the uh, Dark Hunter series better. Okay, I've got a few of those on my to-be-read list. Uh, so I recommend them. Okay. So she's got... She's in the process of writing the next book, which is supposedly The Wedding with Anita. So we'll see how that one turns out. I stopped at book 13, Micah. Eh, okay. I, I was I, like, 
I don't yeah. even remember how many of them I actually read. It was only four or five of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could probably hop back in with Serpentine and be all right and get some backstory filled in. I mean, but <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think yeah. I appreciate that, Holly, but I, th- I think I'm good. Yeah, I, no, yeah. I'm, that's quite all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, I really loved, like, Probably the first three or four, like I could not put them down. I was just it like, was the more mystery. It was, and then yeah, I got, yeah. got too much smut, and I was like, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. So sorry, I guess we've tangented from Dresden to Anita Blake. <laughs> well, the question was which character. So I mean, it's fine. I mean, we went all over the place. I I have to say, my favorite changes all the time i mean it's hard because they're all good i mean there aren't yeah very many it's kind of like asking who is your favorite doctor you can't i mean i mean i personally i can't pick one because each of the doctors at times fills a certain yeah a certain hole and it's just like okay right now this one's my favorite then a couple ask me a couple months later this one's my favorite so i think it's kind of the same way with Who's your favorite Dresden? For some people, All yes, me. Are. I could give a definitive answer for that. So, <laughs> I mean, teach his own. I don't know. Um, I really love Matt Smith. I do. I love him. He's fabulous. Um, but David Tennant's really sexy. So, I mean. I have to say, at first, I had a little bit of trouble with Peter Capaldi, but his later stuff was amazing. Mm-hmm. Some of the best I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Uh, and going back and watching Boomtown, I mean, I completely forgot how fantastic Christopher Eccleston was. Yeah, no, it's I've, I've always been role. an Eccleston fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad he kind of changed his mind and he's doing big finish audios. And they are really worth the listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, Eccleston is definitely my favorite of the Doctors. I mean, Tennant did a great job, but I just, mm-hmm. I love Eccleson and the way he looked at things and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. He was fun. I mean, I, I, that's where I started watching and I really liked it, you know, and then. I think that his interactions with Rose were way more believable than Tennant's were. Probably, but I hate Rose. Fair. She's like the worst. Mm. Worst. Like, I, I just, I don't like her at all. Donna's my favorite. Donna's Donna. great. I can't stand Clara. Donna. I stopped I stopped watching because of Clara. <laughs> yeah. Donna is the best. Oh, yeah. Clara's mm-hmm. replacement is really good. Yeah, I, I stopped caring. <laughs> I just, boy, I just loved her so much. She's so great. <laughs> oh, Donna was great. She was. Yeah. She took no shit. It was amazing. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, anybody recommend any urban fantasy that's I mean, even if it's just a Dresden ripoff. Uh, the Scarlet Bernard series is amazing. Um, that's uh, Melissa F. Olsen. I'm a big fan of hers. Her hers is uh, she has an entire seer, uh, an entire universe of her own. That's that's built uh, urban fantasy. It's great. Monster Hunter International. Sorry if that's controversial for anybody to hear. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the politics of the characters. But I right. do think that the story's interesting. I don't I don't think mm-hmm. those things have to be connected. I think you can have characters that have unlikable I have no idea what you're talking about. So, so... Monster Hunter International has a right wing gun nut as the main character. And mm-hmm. it's um the author is a right wing gun nut. 
And he throws a lot of that into the character. And that does not ruin the story for me. For some people, it does. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, so, to the, welcome to the age of the internet. <laughs> yeah, so if you like it, you like it. If you don't yeah. like it, you don't like it. I don't agree with the politics of the character, but no I can listen to a story about a character who has politics that I don't have. I mean, sure. I don't have an issue with that. I don't think I'm supporting anything by liking it. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, Monster Hunter International is really good. It's lots of guns fighting demons, and everything is like every monster under the sun, and it often gets very Lovecraftian. With a dose of Fox News? With a dose of Fox News, yeah. Yeah, and it's not really Fox News as much as it's if you've spent any time with people who live out in Texas and like their guns, not the crazy ones, but the ones who just do, the characters oh, kind of remind me of them. You've just described Fox News' target audience. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't find anybody in the books to be insufferable. Bully for you. They were just people I, you know, it would have been like, okay, do you. <laughs> Bully. Yeah. Lots of guns, lots of shooting monsters. And there's a, there's a character in them named Agent Franks who's, like, obviously some kind of Frankenstein monster. He's pretty awesome. There's even a book starring him, and it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So my my suggestion, Brian's probably heard this all before, is uh, the Rift War Saga by Raymond Feist or Feast. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm the only one that's read it. Okay, cool. You say the ri- the the Rim World or the Ring Rift World? War? Rift War. Okay, yeah. I've I've never I've never heard of it. They're pretty popular. I've heard a lot of people recommend them. Oh, okay. Yeah, with a magician apprentice and magician master it's one of those um like 30 book series like it is shit wowza yeah and and he he writes from one side so it's about a war it's called the rift (laughs) war saga right so he writes from one side of of the war and then he writes from the other side of the war and it's completely different cultures and completely different magics and it's it's amazing. It really is. It's a, he he literally created two completely different worlds, and then he talks about how they're interacting with each other in this weird rift that has occurred. So yeah, it's really really neat. It's it's really good. I can't believe nobody's heard of it other than Brian because I know I've told him. I'd heard of it before you told me. Oh okay. Well, yeah, I know other people who've read it. Okay. It's one of those series I've just never gotten into, but I've, I've, I'm interested in reading it one of these days. Mm, no, no, not, not I, said McFly. It's one of those, like, if you really want to, like, just throw yourself into a world and go through generations, like, he doesn't just, like, these are the same characters. Like, the characters die, and they have kids, and, like, you're going through, like, generations of cultures, like, learning to mm. live with each other. It's very cool. Turtle Dove does a uh, alternate history series that follows along that same type of template. You follow you follow the main storyline through about seventy or eighty years of actual time, and it takes place over three generations in the books. And you follow each generation. Oh, I've, the, I've, you, I've you heard follow, those are wonderful. You follow the several storyline, the five or six storylines from through each generation. It's pretty neat. If you want the ultimate Dresden Files clone. That's actually really good. Is the Iron Druid series by Kevin Hearn? 
Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. And they have a talking dog in them, and they're really funny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And I, that was one that, um, so, um, Milton recommended to me, Erica's dad, um, the Iron Druid series is one of those ones that has a little bit, it's a little bit better if you listen to it over reading it, because I actually read it and then listened to it. Oh, sorry, I got barking. So I actually read it and then listened to it, and then Milton recommended I listen to it because the reader does the voice of the dog. Oh, nice. And it's really fun. Okay. Um, one of the things I really like about it is when he By talks... Kevin Hearn, yeah. When he talks to animals, they speak from their understanding as an animal. And there's the um, the dog in the series, an Irish wolfhound, and he's had the dog for like 50 years. And there's a scene where he's giving the dog tea, and he doesn't tell the dog this, but he tells the reader that Irish wolfhounds normally only live 8, 9, 10 years and he's been giving the dog immortality. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, but the, um, one of the big differences between Iron Druid and Dresden Files is the Iron Druid is like 2,000 years old. Wow. So there's a whole different dynamic. Um, but it's great. It's, it's a really great series. I did find that he was a little bit too powerful sometimes. He does get his ass kicked, but he's... A two thousand year old druid, and he's supposed to be like one of the last living ones. Mm. Um, but like Dresden Files, he has he meets and has conversations with people from mythology. There's a lot of that. There's a lot. I, I mean, Mab is a character. So, um, but I I enjoyed it a lot. I I found it to and Iron Druids over. Like they're done, so you can actually read the whole thing. Um, but every year. He writes a short story to kind of, you know, give you an idea of what's happening in the world, which is kind of cool. That's neat. Yeah. Holly, you read them? Um, I have the two. I have the first two books in my to be read pile. I'm going to have to try to bump them up because I think our last second or last dresden when we did, I was with and Milton, I think, was on, too. And I think it was mentioned then and I had jotted it down and I had gotten the first two books. So need to go back and <laughs> I actually think in that episode is where he said you got to listen to him because the dog talks and it's hilarious <laughs> and that's what I did yeah um mm -hmm. yeah they're they're excellent they're, I, I think I'm gonna re-listen to those I, I have Milton's audacity account so I can do that <laughs> uh -huh. so do I <laughs> nice. yeah Iron Druid's great um it if you compare it to the Dresden Files it's not as good but I mean it's good it's just Dresden Files is special I, I do mm -hmm. have to say it's it's the character. I mean, if if I was going to complain anything, I complain that the character is too powerful. I mean, I like that Dresden is not, but um, it's like he tries to make it relatable. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like there's a whole bunch of shit that happened already that we didn't read. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Gotcha. Some of the short stories have flashbacks, and that's one of the things he can do. Like he'll release a short. He released a story where. Um, the druid. Oh, yeah, that's something about it that's kind of cool. Um, all gods are real because they're created by belief, and he meets a bunch of different Jesuses, and it's pretty fun. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun, and he knows them pretty well. They like hang out. It's pretty fun. 
um, that whenever a new god shows up in the stories, it's like, you know, you know there's going to be something great. Um, Thor from mythology is real because of belief. Thor from the comic books is real because of belief. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that kind of series. Oh, it's wow. Funny. Gotcha. Yeah. Thor from the comic books never shows up, but he does say that the comic book Thor is around. He like he he called him a douchebag or something like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Neat. and it's based okay. in Arizona, and he based a lot of the places in the books on real places. Mm. And the restaurant that's featured in the book got a lot of marketing from the books, and they closed down in the pandemic, and it was really sad. No, they'd been open for a long time. That is unfortunate. Yeah, Irish, old multi generational Irish pub. Oh, yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. So I I think that's I've read a lot of Dresden Files knockoffs, and that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I went on a spree on my uh, Kindle Unlimited for a while and read a lot of one off fantasy novels. Uh, Mm -hmm. The 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 paper magician series was interesting. Mm hmm. I read all three of those. Uh, there were a couple of them that were pretty good, but I got to the, the where the catch-up was, and it's like, all right, I'm not going to wait on bated breath for the next book. <laughs> there's there's a, um, a self-published series called uh, The Necromancer by M.R. Forbes. That's excellent. It was internet short stories that was put together into novel, and they're great. They're oh, great. okay. They're very self-published crap. I right. mean, they're like reading pulp, but they're good. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. For me, like, it is particularly hard for me, like, because, David, you're talking about, like, just picking up one-offs and just reading through them. And yeah, stuff like well, I, I was going through my Kindle Unlimited page, and they'd be like, here's a new series. And I was like, all right, screw it. First book's free. I'll check it out and read it. I actually <laughs> read Monster Hunter International because um, Jim Butcher wrote a story in that universe. Mm-hmm. And that's why I read them. And and then I listened to Jim Butcher's story, and it wasn't as good as the ones the authors did. Hmm. Well, I I just I have a hard time like just picking up and reading like something random and like going, oh sure, I'll give it a shot. Like if it doesn't get me in like the first like chapter or two, I'm like, hey, I put it down. Like I can't do it. And I know there's probably plenty of books like Mexican Gothic was a slow burn. But it, there was just enough in it that I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go to the next one. I'll go to the next one. But it's really hard for me to do that. So good for, I guess I'm trying to say good for you, David. Yeah. Like if it doesn't get me like right away, I'm like, I mean, okay, thanks. I'm just stubborn or not. Well, I was doing it a lot when I was flying twice a week for work. So mm-hmm. that's what I do on the plane is sit there and read. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I, I read pretty, I read a whole book when I fly. Yeah, I understand that. I, I I'd go through a four hundred page book in a day and a half. <laughs> I understand that. I do that too. So yeah, I was going through fifteen, twenty books a month, easy. <laughs> I haven't been able to finish um uh Gentleman Alchemist. I haven't been able to finish it. Um um the boy recommended it to me. And oh, yeah, the boy recommended it to me and I I can't finish it. The boy is Erica's other brother, everybody. Yeah. Okay. I, I just call him boy, but sure, yeah. the boy also works. Yeah. Gotcha. I've called him the boy for a long time. I don't call him that to his face, though. I uh, have described him as that to Erica in front of him, though. Wow. Brave of you, boy. 
That's okay. He's Uncle Boy to my kids. Yep. <laughs> it's be. I mean, he's okay with being called John Boy, so it's fine. It's just he gets different versions of Boy because of that. Makes I don't sense. think he gets it so much anymore because he's not around us all the time. No, right? no. But when he is, he just accepts it. Yeah, he just goes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen him, but yeah. Yeah, but he rec- the last time I need to call him sometime because the last time I talked to him, he recommended Mistborn, and I read the whole thing, and they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I read, I started reading Gentleman Alchemist, and I couldn't get into it. But I don't know if that was because of where I was, or if it, if it's just not my thing. I don't know. Or- I have already recommend Wind Up Girl, and I've tried four times at this point to read it, and I just can't. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say the the book that the book that Rusty recommended was the hardest book for me to ever finish, but I made it. Which one? Um, Technomancer Ooh. or Neuromancer, Neuromancer. Yeah. Neuromancer. That was one of the hardest. I don't know how anyone reads that book. It's such a hard book to read. It's and hard. The reason why is because it's based in a ridiculously far future and. It uses language that they would use in that ridiculously far future without explaining anything. So it's mostly gibberish. Mm. And the version I was reading did not have a glossary in the back. Oh, ouch. Yeah, it's the kind of book where they have to publish a glossary with it nowadays or it's practically unreadable. I, I had to pull up Wikipedia and uh, uh, the, the, the wiki for the book and just read the glossary as I went because there was just stuff that made no sense. But I did find out that the role-playing game Shadowrun ripped half of its language from that book. Yeah, like, it was very heavily influenced. Yeah. That's but, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Neuromancer's great. I mean, there were lots of things I liked about it, but it's a hard book to read. Very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there was a part of the book where I was like, okay, I, I think I know what's going Wait, are they in fucking space now? <laughs> How did they get to space? I didn't see them mention <laughs> anything about them getting on a ship or anything. How in the fuck did they get to space? How were they transported? <laughs> Have you yeah, read it, David? Yeah, uh... It's been a while, and but do you I know what I mean. Me. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, wait, when did the? Oh, okay. They go into space about three quarters through the book, and it was just like I didn't know that that's what they were gonna do. There was a little <laughs> bit of language that kind of made sense. I'm like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, it's still cryptic as hell. <laughs> and it's like understanding. It uses the term the Matrix. And it's where the movie got the term from. And understanding what the hell they're talking about when they plug into the Matrix. It's, he doesn't use real language. He made up a culture. I mean, it's, it's admirable how amazingly in-depth the culture in the book is. But he writes it from their perspective and doesn't explain anything. It should have had, a, it should have had an omniscient nav- narrator mm-hmm. that knew who they were reading it to. But maybe not. Maybe that made it better. I don't or know. like some appendices, like J.R.R. Tolkien. I like, honestly okay, think it was background. part. I honestly think that was part of the way why it was written that way was. Yeah, he wanted you to just get plugged into this world and not know what the fuck is going on. 
But I do understand that his later books are easier to read. I haven't done them yet, but I've heard Snow Crash is really, really good. Oh, it sounds like someone gave him notes and he listened. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but that happens. When, you know, when you read a first book, like, I mean, hell, Stormfront is not great compared to the others. I mean, he gets well, better. Yeah. I mean, hell, that book was written on a dare, too. <laughs> actually it was sort of what was he wrote it a spite right he wrote it to i think prove, i think it was prove, yeah, uh, prove yeah. The professor wrong yeah and then he turned it in and the professor went yeah i think we can publish this i'll call some people for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody asked him he said do you ever write off that formula and he said i'm superstitious about it now he Fair. said he said the formula mm -hmm. works if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so um, we're going to go around the table right now, and I want to name just what's the first, like, moment from the Dresden Files that made you laugh, that pops into your head when I ask you now. So we'll start with Holly. Um, when he picks up the paperback book, and he's just like, I'm so hard on them. I have to, you know, get rid of them. He talks about how the spines are bent and yeah. dog-eared and that. I mean, I can remember as a kid, I would do that. But then as I got older, I'm just like, I treat my books with respect. <laughs> I don't do that. So that's kind of what made me laugh out loud because I, I could kind of relate. It's like, okay. And then the other scene that had me laughing out loud was when he visits his first crime scene. And he, as soon as he walks into the room, the CD player automatically just goes on the fritz oh yeah and starts skipping it's like okay i can see this is going to be a pattern let's see how many other things he can kill okay <laughs> so david lightning round funny yeah. scene that pops in your head um the 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 first thing that really made me laugh out loud was when he gets escorted to the first crime scene and he he stops outside and and has has to have the lady of the house come invite him inside and then he explains it and I just like thought of that I was like oh my god that's awesome and just started laughing my ass off at how amazingly amazingly just you know how mundane that is to people that don't know what the reason is but to him it makes perfect sense and it just made me laugh that was <laughs> one of the reasons I love the series was because of stupid things like that it was great. Erica. Uh, I think it's the first time uh, he has a conversation with gentleman Johnny Marcone. <laughs> the image of him riding the dinosaur with a guy playing a freaking drum one-man band on the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean and yeah. any scene involving Lacuna. Oh, yeah. Lacuna's great. Lacuna's fabulous. <laughs> I mean, uh, one of my other favorite scenes is when he goes to the the party at the Red Court. And he's wearing a fucking Vlad, uh, a cheesy uh, dime store Dracula costume. <laughs> it's like, let's see how far I can go to tick these people. <laughs> it's like you realize you're gonna make all of them angry. He goes, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan, and I'm sticking exactly. to it. <laughs> oh my god. I I just I I want to know how like the the how come the earl king hasn't killed him yet it's just insane <laughs> maybe he has orders from higher up that if he does that things are going to go a whole lot worse all i know is what the f who the fuck is the gatekeeper are we going to learn anything ever <laughs> yeah 
I, yeah. you know, as as close as we're getting to the end, I don't know that we are going to answer all these questions, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we're 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 going to be more than twenty books before the trilogy because he's adding extras. So eh, who knows how long it's going to be? This is true. Well, that is it for our topic. And since Holly's here, I have fired up some equipment, and I have decided that, you know, it's time for Tales from the Extra-Dimensional Portal. We haven't done this for quite some time. I think uh, I got the codes uh-oh. right this time. No, no, Erica, you don't have to worry. You don't have to do it. No, no. It's um, cool, cool. Because, because I got the codes right. We tried to do this before. I'm I'm going to focus on getting the equipment straight, David. So um, oh, okay. it's going to cause some interference. So I'm calling Harry Dresden. I'm calling him. It's going to happen this time. So David, I David and Erica and Holly, I need you guys to ask. So, okay, I'm going to call him. So three, two, ring, ring, <laughs> click. Hello? Hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> mouse? We got mouse again? Oof. Hey, mouse, is Harry home? Oof. No. <sighs> Mr. Home? Oof. No. Are you by yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Maggie's home. Okay. Maggie's okay. Home. Okay. 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 All right. Are you being a goodest boy? <laughs> goodest boy. Oh, we knew you were being the goodest boy. Yes. What a good boy, Mouse. Mm-hmm. Have you been leaving the pizza alone? You know, Tutu doesn't like that when you go after the pizza. Mm. <laughs> I agree. Pizza's really good. Yes. Hey, hey, dog! Is my brother here? Oof. What are you doing on the computer? Why does he have a computer? <laughs> so did it work? Uh, did I, think, it work? I think so. It was. Uh, oh. We got mouse again. Again. Oh, anybody else? Um, a couple, um, his uh, brother showed up. Thomas, yeah. we got Thomas. So cool. Wait, well, yeah. I'm gonna. Re- I'll work on the. Um, I'll work on the signals, and we'll 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 get him next time. I think. I'm very interested to see how Thomas came out of that coma. So you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows what time we called? That's a good point. True. Yeah. True. I mean, in hell. How did we call? So, you know, who knows? Anyway, that has been our episode where we talked about the Dresden Files. We have revisited Tales from the Extra-Dimensional Portal to the chagrin of my other hosts. And this is Nerd Podcast Radio. I've been Super Vegan Brian, joined by David and Erica and Holly. Thank you all for being here. Bye! Bye. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>